This is a Friday edition of Ozarks at Large. I'm Kyle Kellums. And with me in the Anthony and Susan Hoy News Studio is Heim Goodman-Strauss. Welcome back. Hi, Kyle. When you were here last week, as we returned Math Factor to the air, you left us with a puzzle about coffee. What was it again? Well, it's just bugged me so much that I have to fill the coffee pot so often. And I began to wonder what kind of people I was working with. And then I realized there are some good non-judgmental reasons why uh, the coffee pot is going to seem emptier more often than not. And, 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 and the, the crux of the problem was you would make the coffee, and by the time you got back to it, it seemed uh, at least half empty. And you say there's a good logical reason for that. Well, there seem to be several. Ah, people so. responded. My idea is whoever makes the coffee is going to stick around long enough to f- get that first cup. So you're instantly... Oh, that's interesting. You know, but that was my idea. You, you had some other answers submitted? Well, one, one day I walked in. There was a cup of coffee left. I didn't mm-hmm. take it. I turned on my heel, walked right out. That, that's enough that on average, right, if you sort of think of people coming in every five minutes, then that's enough that there'd be some extra long time, period of time where there's a single cup of coffee left in the pot. That's enough to seem like on average it's less. Although um, one other person suggested, Martin on wrote in and said that um, – pointed out an interesting thing that the coffee pot's kind of conical. Mm-hmm. So most of the volume is in the bottom anyway, uh, which I actually hadn't occurred to me. So what we're learning here is that mathematicians think about everything slightly differently. Maybe so. Okay. We have somebody else who can help us uh, answer this, correct? Yes. Here is uh, Harry Kaplan from Brooklyn, New York. Harry Kaplan from Brooklyn, New York. How are you? Well, I'm just fine and delighted to be here and even more delighted that the math factor is back on the air. So you had a puzzle for us. Well, I did, and, and it's another coffee puzzle, and who knows, this may be just the second in a very, very long series. Of <laughs> we'll have to see. But it actually was, it was a kind of a free association thing when I, I heard when I heard the query that, that we've just been talking about that, that Heim put. Um, I remembered reading um, one of the Scientific American Mathematical Games columns written, of course, by the, the late Martin Gardner, the Dean of Recreational Absolutely. Mathematics, that involved coffee. Um, now, I actually was able to dig up his original formulation, and it turned out to be not a full-fledged puzzle, but kind of a throwaway, and what's more, a throwaway that um, belongs a little better on, on a podcast called The Physics Factor than The Math Factor. Mm-hmm. So I've taken the, but it's still a great question, well, yeah. and I've taken the liberty of massaging it a little bit, so I think it will work better for the math factor. Let's say you have a, a tea room like 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 Heim's that the, the, the coffee and all the supplies are kept in a in a room down the hall from you, mm-hmm. and you want a cup of coffee, and you go in, and and lo and behold, and you know, despite all the things we just talked about, there is coffee in that coffee pot, but you know, there's just let's say there's just there's just one cup, um, and you pour that cup, and you go into the refrigerator, and you take out a small pitcher of cream because you like cream in your coffee. Mm-hmm. You take that coffee, that, that hot coffee, and that cream out of the refrigerator into the studio there, into your office, whatever, and you're, 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 you're about to enjoy it, and suddenly there's a, an alarm rings because there's a fire drill. Okay. You've got to get out of there quick. Okay. You can't run out with this coffee. You don't even have time to put the cream back in the refrigerator. And you know from experience that this fire drill is going to, it's going to be 20 minutes, half an hour before you come back. But, you know, that was the last coffee, so that's the best you can do. thing is, you like your coffee as hot as possible. The only thing you have time to do before you hightail it out of there, if you so choose, the only thing you have time to do, if you want to put the cream in the coffee, 
before you run out, leaving the, the creamed coffee there. You can do that, but you don't have to. You know, you can leave the coffee hot and you can leave the cream sitting there um, on the counter and get out and then come back and put your cream in the coffee, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes later and drink it then. Now, you do like your coffee, your coffee as hot as possible. So the, the question is, what do you want to do here? Do you, do you, do you want to put your, your cream in the coffee um, and then, you know, let, let things take, take their course, run out and then come back and get it? Or do you want to leave the cream and the coffee separate, sitting out on the counter, come back from the fire drill, and then put the cream in the coffee? So what I'm asking is, do you think that coffee will end up hotter if you immediately put the cream in and then wait half an hour before drinking it? Will it be hotter if you leave them separate and mix them after half an hour? Or, or does this make no never mind? Are, they, are you going to end up with, with the same temperature, you know, coffee with cream no matter which way you go? I'm having a flashback to the story problems I would be given in school where you had to show your work. And I could eventually get to the answer, but I couldn't show the work because I would work at it from a different way. Like, well, it can't. Obviously, 12 is too many. Let's try four. So I would do it. So that's how I'm approaching this. Okay. It's to me. It has to make the fact that the question is being asked means it does matter. So oh, I'm eliminating. Sneaky. I'm, well, this is how my brain works. I am eliminating the no, never mind. So it's one or the other. Now, to me, it seems counterintuitive that putting cream in would keep it hotter longer. So you're just going about this because it's a puzzle. Therefore, well, <laughs> yes, because I. Um, I'm sure that there is the, 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 the proper way to come to this answer is somehow the molecules working with the cream and the coffee and that they would separate and that would keep them warmer, something like that. I'm going to say, because this is a puzzle, yes, that I'm going to put the cream in, and when I come back, it will be warmer than if I hadn't. Is that your final answer, Kyle? It is my final answer. I don't feel very secure about it, but it is my final answer. You can feel secure because it is the correct answer. And, and you know, you're, you're, it's a, it was a sideways process, but you're absolutely right. The only reason this is an interesting question is because it's totally unintuitive that that coffee would be hotter half an hour later if you put the cream in instantly and, and, and ran away. Um, in fact, it's true, and it's not just a theory. Um, you know, I mean, if you measured it, you, 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 you'd find it was hotter than if you put the cream in when you came back. Here's my question for the listeners of the math facts. Okay. Okay. Given, 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 given that you believe what I've just told you mm -hmm. and, and what Kyle correctly guessed, <laughs> Can you come up with a mathematical relationship built into this situation that might explain this completely into unintuitive result? Excellent. Um, in other words, um, let's say you had been given, the universe had given you the job of designing um, the way thermodynamics would work. Mm -hmm. How could you make thermodynamics work such that that caught, that, that, initially creamed coffee would, would, be, would be hotter than the other way around. Now, I, I'm just looking for a general relationship here. I'm not looking for equations. I'm not looking uh, for any numbers, but just, you know, what, what could be behind this? A simple principle. And, uh, right. Um, and uh, I will tell you this, that besides the coffee and cream, um, all you would need to test your hypothesis would be a thermometer and a cloth. Oh, Okay. All right. That's really I like cool. that. I like that. Thank you so much. Let well, me ask quickly, uh, I'll ask both of you, because the cream and the coffee reminded me of a conversation I had years ago with a friend of mine who's much smarter than I. We were talking about 
if you wanted to make ice cubes faster in the refrigerator, would you put hot water in or cold water? Which freezes faster? And it seems to me the answer is hot water, but I can't remember if I've made that up now. Do you know? If we ask... Uh, I would, think you have not made that up, Kyle. Okay. Okay. Well, more food for thought there. Right. Okay. Thanks so much, Harry. You're welcome. Harry, thank you very much. Well, thanks for having me. All right. Okay, so now... Yes. What are we going to do about answering this? Well, um, I think we should go ahead and record it, and then we can figure out what to do about the answer You want to do that, Harry? Um, That would be fine. And, um, Haim, what I'm going to send you is a link to to something where, where about... Six groups of, of, of high school students from, from different high schools were organized to try and solve the problem, and Gardner was credited with having inspired it. Oh, cool. Some of them solved it. Some of them just did the experiment and said, here's what happens. Um, some of them used modeling software, and then they went to some, I think, to some college physics students for the actual thermodynamic equations. Cool. And, I'll send, and it's, all, it's all very, very beautifully summarized with graphs. Uh, on this website, and I will, I will email. Um, what, what address should I email that to? Uh, the one I've been using, okay. Strauss. Your personal one. Okay, ready? Yep. So this okay. is just a drop-in. Right. So uh, we've been pondering this question about um, the mathematical reason or, or what reason there could be in mathematics for cream keeping coffee warmer. Right? Right. And, 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 and Harry... In, in Brooklyn, New York, said, imagine the universe has given you the right to write the rules of thermodynamics. So what principle would, would govern why this would be so? That was, that was the question. Right. Yeah, so now we're looking for the answer. Okay, <laughs> uh, I've, got, I've got the answer. The answer is that cooler things cool at a slower rate than hotter things. Um, and a more technical way to put that is that the cooling rate, rate of change, right? This is something that mathematicians like people to understand. Am I right, Hyam? Absolutely. Okay. So the cooling rate is directly – the rate at which it cools is directly proportional to the difference between the temperature of the thing that is cooling and the ambient temperature of the room. The room, I'm sorry. That's a fancy way for saying um, hotter things will, will, will cool more quickly than cooler things. Absolutely right. Yeah. So and, there you go. And uh, Kyle, um, that explains why your friend gave you the answer about uh, hot water, using hot water to make ice cubes faster mm-hmm. in the refrigerator. Well, they cool faster. Right. Right. Huh. Well, so he was right. I, I believe him, but. But that has further to go, too, so. I don't know. We'll have to try it out in the fridge. Yeah, I think what, what my friend Charles told me is that, you know, you're going to have to be watching pretty closely. It's not going to be a dramatic difference. You know, it's not like the hot water will, will freeze 10 minutes beforehand, but will actually freeze faster. So there you go. Um, and, you know, there, there's something, although I told people, and I, and I certainly meant it, that when they thought about this, I didn't want them to worry about numbers or equations or anything like that. Um, there is, there is um, in the thermodynamic equations which describe this phenomenon, um, there is something which, which really deserves being mentioned on, on, on the math factor, besides the fact that rate of change is involved. Um, 
Chaim, some years ago you did a whole series of podcasts that involved the exponential constant E. That's right. Um, and you talked about how so often when you are trying to um, kind of capture you know, mathematical relationships where growth is involved, E shows up in these equations. Well, um, if you take a look at the thermodynamic equation that, that describes what we're talking about, and it's actually a pretty simple equation, lo and behold, E is there because cooling is a kind of a negative growth, right? So That's it's, right. It's a, you know, it's, it's, it's a growth, but it's a negative one. So E shows up. Here, here's another way to sort of put all of that is so since it's, the rate of cooling is proportional to the difference, it's as if at minute one, say, it's half the temperature. It, it drops half halfway to the ambient temperature. At minute two, it drops halfway again. At minute three, it drops halfway again and so forth. That's exactly the kind of exponential decay that you're discussing. Yes. And that is the solution. We should just name drop a little bit here. That's a, a Newton's law of cooling is the name of the uh, of the exactly what we've been talking about. That's more than I knew. Well, see, we've all learned something. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, thanks so much for your time. Well, you're very welcome.